You're listening to Called to Homeschool, episode number 96. Why is that a problem? This is your manual to becoming the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Okay, friends. Welcome back. We're at episode number 96 today. I can't believe it. We are almost to 100. I know. This is super exciting. We should do a big fun something on episode 100. 100 reasons. Oh my gosh. I did this for our 20th wedding anniversary. 20 reasons why he's so lucky to be married to me. (laughs) 100 (laughs) reasons why you guys are so lucky to have us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. We need something else. But we'll think of something. <laughs> something useful. <gasps> oh, she speaks the truth. Uh, yeah. We want to thank you guys so much for all the amazing reviews you've been leaving us. They are so sweet and so tender. Sometimes they make me cry. Yes. I cry easily, but you know. Yes, but it's beautiful. They do still. It's not an ugly cry. No. It's a pretty cry. Um, so today, for something fun, we said we would do this randomly. We are giving away. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, One of my math art books. I'm super excited to give one of those to you guys. And um, to enter this giveaway, just head over to the Called Homeschool Instagram page. No. No? It's, we're giving it to one of our reviewers. Oh, yes, that's right. (laughs) Sorry, I'm We really did talk about this. We kind of did. Okay, so this is who's getting it. So keep giving us reviews because coming up, you'll win other things. Yes, Karen, you're on board. Right. (laughs) Karen is here. So this lucky lucky person DM us on Instagram, a call to homeschool with your address and we'll get it shipped to you. Yes. Karen's amazing book, the math science book. Math art. Math art. But science art is coming next. That's That's the one I'm working on right now. We really did talk to each other before (laughs) we hit record. We know some things about each other. Okay, this is going out to Carrie, and I'm guessing G. Carrie G. G-E-E. Carrie G. You left... A review for us and you are the winner of this book but we have to get your information to be able to give it to you yeah so send us a dm on instagram at call to homeschool but carrie said this podcast has turned into my go-to podcast as i grow through my first year of homeschooling karen and meg communicate loads of information very effectively learning to homeschool and expanding your breadth can be very overwhelming but these two ladies break it down so easily it becomes a breath of fresh air and so inspiring they're truly bringing joy to the homeschool realm. I recommend this podcast to someone at least twice a month. Thank so, you so much, Carrie. You, that Carrie. was such a beautiful and touching review. That was one that kind of made me cry a little bit, I'll be honest. Very yeah. sweet and very thoughtful, and we appreciate that so much. And we are, we're begging for more reviews. So <laughs> we love you guys. If you love us, give us a review. Yeah, we had some awesome Instagram shares uh, last week. So keep those coming. It yeah. helps people um, to find us, find, find us and help them. Only I've only finding more people are homeschooling with what's going on in the world with mm-hmm. not only COVID but like bills being passed, um, executive orders being Things thrown out happening in the school systems. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, send us reviews. Send yeah, five star reviews. Um, Carrie wins an awesome book from Karen, and keep sending them because we'll be giving away more things for the weeks to come. Okay, we are really excited to talk about this. Maybe I'm super duper excited to talk I'm about excited. this. I think it's a great topic. But it's why is this a problem? Yeah. And this is something that is coming up a lot in coaching. My kid is so distracted. Their handwriting is sloppy. My kid doesn't like school. My kid doesn't want to do school. 
Have your children ever said any of those, Karen? All of them, or many were, times. <laughs> yeah, or you're like, you have your own worries and concerns. For sure, yeah. And and I often take them and I think, oh, well, am I the problem? Yeah. I turn it on me, you know, and yeah. I think, well, does it reflect on me? Is it is it because I'm not doing a good job as a homeschool mom? Is it because I'm teaching it in a really boring way or I need a new curriculum or, you know, what are all these things that I'm like, is it me? Yeah. You know, so no, it's, it's not, it, you're yeah, not the so we're going to, we're going to help you dive in today <laughs> of why is that a problem? And we're going to use handwriting specifically for some of the things. And I love this, what Karen's going to share about oh, yeah. digging into the why. So, so like, why is that a problem? There's this, I don't know, little thing called the five whys of mm -hmm. problem solving. And it's asking why five times until you get the, to the real root of a problem or a situation. And um, this kind of stood out to me because I remember when my sister was going through a life coaching program and she needed people to practice on. She called me up and we were chatting and having a life coach session, which is what Meg does also. <gasps> Yay. And she's so good at it. Um, anyway, and it was a really cool thing. It was the first time I had ever um, done anything with a life coach or learned anything about it. So I, I was, it was new to me. And she was asking me questions about my dreams and my goals and what I wanted to accomplish in my life and in work. And, and she really stretched me and pushed me in areas that, um, honestly, I remember feeling a little bit uncomfortable where I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to answer those things. But she just kept asking why and going deeper and giving, getting more detail out of the things that I was answering. And, and it was really great for me because it helped me to work through and to get to the root of what are my real desires and goals in life and why? Why do they matter to me and why is this important? And when you understand just the whole root of it all, it just makes everything so much um, easier to understand, so much more clear. So it was a really enlightening thing for me to do. And I was thinking on that and my, my goal at that time was to write a book. And it's kind of cool as I think back, and I don't know how many years ago this was, but I'm on my second now. And so that was cool to me that, hey, I had accomplished that big, big lofty goal. And, yeah. and now you're going to tackle it again. Yeah, it's neat. So I love that, like digging in, because if I asked you like, so like, children's sloppy handwriting comes up more than you'd think. Yeah. Um, asking you, why is it a problem? It's like, well, it's sloppy. Like, okay, yes, why is that a problem? Because you can't read it. I can't read it. Yeah. Okay, why is that a problem? And it's that digging in, mm -hmm. and it usually ends up being, like, I'm afraid that I have failed, or I'm afraid that my child is going to fail. Mm -hmm. Like, if you dig it down to its very core, it's of the fear of one of those things. And like you said, you turn it on to yourself. Oh, like, yeah. oh, All no, I'm failing. Or they're like, my kid won't succeed in life. Yeah. I was telling Meg about this. Um, we're signed up through a, a charter program that gives us um, state funding for our homeschool. And and they so because of that, my kids have to do these reading tests twice a year, the, the dibbles, I think they're called. Anyway, my youngest was doing one just a couple of weeks ago. And when I got her score back, she did she was below the grade level reading level. And I instantly start panicking. I'm like, well, <laughs> What am I doing wrong? You know, my she's seven. She should be reading better. Why isn't she up to this level? My other kids are such good readers. And, and I start worrying mm -hmm. inside. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't, like, talk to my kids and tell them they were failing. You know, I didn't do any of that. It was more just like, what's going on inside? What do I need to do differently? I need to buy this new book and this new thing or whatever. <laughs> and I start going through panic mode of, you know, homeschool mom panic mode. We all do this, right? It's not just me. 
I've done it so many times over the last, <laughs> I don't know, 12 years. How many? I don't even know. Anyway, and I, I recognized it this time. And I was like, stop it. You know what you're doing. You've taught three other kids to read. You've seen the process. You know that she'll get it. And you've seen progress in her this year. And actually, since um, writing this out and having that panic day, <laughs> she's actually doing a lot better already. Yeah. Like she, she's kind of starting to connect and click and it's getting easier for her. And, and I knew that that would come, but I, I still let myself go there. I don't know. Why do we do that? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I actually talked to, um, there was somebody who was doing a consult, like just a free consult, like curious about what I did. And she was talking about this fear with her kid with reading. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what's interesting is then when we are in that fear mode, we are not showing up the way we want to show up. So right? true. Cause, because then she yelled at him like, yeah. come on, get your crap together. Or yeah. she was, she was really angry and forcing him and doing all this stuff. And so he was just out. And so we did one little session and we, we talked again and she goes, you'll never believe it. I backed off and quit making it a problem. <laughs> and he's reading. She was that. like, this was a kid who she was concerned, had learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. Is he dyslexic? Like all these fears going on. And she just backed off. Like, I can't ruin our relationship over yeah. this. And so how interesting to get out of that space of fear. I had to do that with my oldest with writing, not necessarily his handwriting, but the physical act of writing to mm -hmm. him was torture. Yeah. And he hated it so much. He's a lefty and has the, the ugliest handwriting I've ever seen. Like I can barely <laughs> read it and he's 16. So, you know, go back to the sloppy handwriting thing. This it's, is for time. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetie, if you ever listen to this, but he knows it. I can still barely read his handwriting. Anyway, he hated writing so much that I finally, we took a year off where I was like, okay, just tell me what that should say. Instead of making him write things out, we did everything verbally or typed it. And that year he kind of just got over it. And then the next year I was like, all right, do your handwriting or, you know, whatever. And he, it wasn't even like a thing anymore. Yeah. It was crazy to me. I, I just backed off. And that was from some advice of another wise homeschool mom when I asked her <laughs> and she was like, then don't have him write. I'm like, you yeah. can't do that. Can you? I know. That's like, so oh, funny how many times people say stuff like that. <laughs> they hate it. And I'm like, then why are you doing it? Yeah. It's the, have you ever seen the commercial with the lady with the nail on her head? Yes. I love that one. And she was like, <laughs> listen to me. I, my sweaters are getting caught. <laughs> I have a headache. And he's like, if you would if just take the nail. nail. She's like, that's not the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I love that commercial so much. Yes. And so it's like, why are we, sorry, why are we doing this? So it's interesting as you, if you're looking at this and like we, we go down this rabbit hole of all this fear and all these terrible things, like, do you know anybody who's successful with terrible handwriting? Mm. Yeah, I like everybody, doctors, right? Isn't <laughs> yeah. it like a, is there a, a given for a doctor to have horrible handwriting? They have a class, like here's how to scribble <laughs> everything, right? Like maybe the poor pharmacy techs like have to learn doctor shorthand. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure this says this. Just type it, please. <laughs> right? And so it's like we decide in our mind that it's, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. But if you would just step back, like I think of my husband successful and he has really sloppy penmanship. And yet he is thriving and he's married and has a family and he's successful in his business. Yeah. And so it's like we get so nearsighted that this is like they'll never get married. They'll never make it into college. They will <laughs> they'll never have a job because their handwriting is so ugly. Yes. And I just think especially where we live in an age of technology. 
And like, yes, we could do a whole episode on the beauty of cursive and penmanship. Can I tell you a funny story about Yes, please. <laughs> so when we took him to get his license, sorry, back to my teenage son. Yeah. He has to sign. Oh my gosh. And you're like, he, he can't. He did an X. <laughs> no. He's like, mom, I can't sign. Like he won't write cursive. Like he refused ever. And so he can only print. And I was like, then just write your name. He's like, that's not a signature. I'm like, that's all you can do. And yeah. so he like does his sloppy name. And I'm like, He's like dying. That's so funny. But I think he was embarrassed enough too that he was like, well. It's all in cursive. <laughs> Sorry, so I love funny. my son. He's, He's great. great. He and my daughter are actually going on a date. Did you know I, that? I heard that. Yes. yes. Super exciting. Ooh. I know. <laughs> We're matchmaking over here. Except my daughter's a giant. She's a lot taller than him probably. Yeah. She's hit 5'10 plus. He's 5'8 I think. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I have giants for children. She's gorgeous. She's like model. Well, yeah. She's a pretty girl. But Brennan like He's so awesome. So I was like, she goes, I'm Brendan and you're going out. I was like, that's fun. Oh, I'm not mad. No, they're great. <laughs> Please do. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> if our kids don't get married, <laughs> she's older than he is too. Older, taller, all the things. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get back to why this is a problem. <laughs> Handwriting. So if we would look at this, like, oh, all these fears you have coming up. What if you're wrong? Like, what, what if it's not a problem? What if it's not a problem? To failure? What if it is their perfect journey? And I think we've talked about this book, Mistakes That Worked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the soap. Good one. Like the soap mm -hmm. floating was a mistake. And chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. Um, They're not potato a chips. Those are oh. perfection. <laughs> You're all, that was It's inspired. like my favorite food. <laughs> is it really? I didn't know that. I thought my favorite peanut butter. Treat. My favorite treat is a chocolate chip cookie. With not a peanut butter? Well, I love peanut butter. I was going to say, food. I love, you, love peanut butter. <laughs> I love raspberries. I love peanut butter. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a oh, distraction today. Karen's got the giggles. Usually it's me that's giggly. I'm like all business today. It's okay. I always love Karen. <laughs> okay, so let's imagine like you cannot tell the future. You are 100% off. Like you have no idea. Nobody knew COVID was going to shut down everything. Mm -hmm. Like even those of you who are in our faith, of LDS Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And our prophet was like, eat your vitamins. And like, he was super cute. Like this next conference is going to be different. He was like, oh, I had no idea that it was going to be this different. <laughs> right. So like, here he is, he has the gift of revelation. He's this beautiful, amazing man. And he was like, oh, oh, this was a doozy. Right. Yeah. Like you cannot tell the future. You mm -hmm. do not know that this is a problem because what if if you're going to play the what if game, I like to like the what if game. I like to do both sides. Like, well, what if they can't sign their name to like sign a legal document? <laughs> what if they accepted it? Yeah. So apparently it didn't matter. <laughs> Your kid can write. He's probably not the only one that can't write in cursive. So yeah, because I don't think they teach cursive anymore, mm -hmm. do they? Okay. Mm -hmm. So what if your kid's sloppy handwriting allows them to invent something absolutely amazing because it was such a hassle for them? Right. You know what I love? Um, I always heard that Einstein had the messiest desk ever uh -huh. and that creative minds. And maybe I've said this before because I don't know that you have. It, it speaks to me because oh. creative minds are usually messier. My and if you would ever see my desk, you would just die. It's terrible. Or the desktop of my computer. My husband, every time he sees it, he's like, oh, he can't stand it. I'm a mess on my computer and on my desk. Anyway, and I love that I heard that about Einstein. And I was like, that's really cool because he's such a brilliant person, yet he's surrounded by mess, but that's how it works for him. Yeah. So it's like, why is this a problem? And like, like, what are you making it mean? And all these things mm -hmm. like he's a failure. I'm a failure. She's a failure, right? Like all these things. 
Um, so it doesn't mean that you can't have a conversation about it, right? Yeah. This is like your kid, like I can't read your handwriting. So it doesn't mean you can't have a conversation about it. But if you remember a couple weeks ago, we, yeah, I did an episode about force negates learning. Mm -hmm. So as you try to force them, like you should like handwriting, the declaration of independence <laughs> is written in cursive and you cannot read it. And it is beautiful. And I even think the beauty of if you read oh, I love cursive writing, um, like old family history documents. Yeah. It's like pretty. They're like, beautiful. What yeah. in the world? It reminds me also of that phrase from the TJ Ed, inspire, not require. Uh -huh. And I think that that's huge here too, because sometimes it's just like about showing them there is beauty and if you're interested come along and you know if you don't yes. force it upon them then they're not going to feel this like awfulness about having to do it yes so i wanted to leave you guys do we have four tips sure yeah yeah four tips of when something pops up and you're like this is a problem of four different things you can do instead instead of freaking out having mm -hmm. a meltdown yelling at your kid yelling at yourself right like trying to do something different yeah so tip number one is just getting curious. Um, getting curious. I wonder why their handwriting is so sloppy. I wonder why they don't like certain subjects. Like if they're like, I yeah. hate math. Like, I wonder why they hate math. And sometimes you find out it had nothing to do with math, but had something to do with the program. You know, I was talking to, or on the episode that I recorded with Rich, uh -huh. it'll be last week when you guys hear this, but it was today. <laughs> Ooh, <that's laughs> but like we were talking travel. about anxiety and how my son, Burton, who he said anxiety and ADHD often go together oh, okay. because they have all these, you know, struggles with focus and then they get in trouble for not finishing things because they're so distracted all the time. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the case with Burton. Like he, he can rarely complete things because he's so distracted all over the place. And, um, I feel like I forgot where I'm going. Curious. Oh, like why he doesn't like a certain subject. Okay. So like for, for instance, math is really tough for him. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think math is hard for him because he has a, math isn't hard like he can do it when he sits down and focuses but he has a hard time focusing on it and so that's the issue is that it takes so much energy for his brain to focus on it for so long that it's become the worst part of his day mm. and and so you know for him there there's a there's a reason you know there's a why and that doesn't mean anything about the math that we're doing or anything like that it's more just about the fact that he struggles there mm. yeah um, another question, and I think you were talking about this when you were wondering when a kid didn't like something, like, could I make this more fun? Yeah. Like, yeah. could I sh switch something up? Mm -hmm. And then when you are calm, and I have that like in parentheses, because <laughs> if you are fired up, it is a bad time to have a conversation. But getting curious, if you're really coming from this place of curiosity, asking them, why are they doing what they're doing? Why don't you like it? Mm -hmm. Why is your handwriting sloppy? Like, I just don't care. Yeah. Like I have a son who holds a pencil, quote unquote, the incorrect way. The wrong way. Yeah, like and way. yes, like, I always was wrong. It's too, like four up. fingers. Like it's I watched him the other day. Oh, funny. And I thought, like I was trying to even think, like, how do you hold a pencil <laughs> like that? That's um, funny. But we tried when he was little, got all the little special mm -hmm. nubby things. What are those called? Yeah, I know. You know a lot of them. About? I okay. do. Yeah. And he was just like, I just don't care. And it's easier for me this way. And I was like, why? Yeah, if it fantastic. works, it works, right? He's 14 and he's thriving. Yeah, he can <laughs> write. <laughs> and then he can type, like, too. There's so many different things. Yeah. So that's tip number one. Tip number two. Is, is it true? Yes, thank you, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love, that's a Byron Katie phrase. Like, oh, yeah, is yeah. it true? Uh -huh. 
And is it true that their handwriting is sloppy? So I'm going to call it Karen, right? She's like, this is the worst handwriting I've ever seen with Brennan. Like, mm -hmm. is it the worst? Probably not the worst ever, but Probably it is hard to read. And if he slows down, yeah. he can do it. Yeah. But he just doesn't care. <laughs> but like, does we like when we have those blanket statements that are like all encompassing, mm -hmm. it's the worst, the hardest, mm -hmm. everything that, you know what I mean? Like, is that true? Yeah. Are there times where his handwriting is good? Yep, when he slows down, mm -hmm. right? So just interesting to kind of question that. Um, yeah, find, then can you find times when they put more effort into their handwriting, which you already yeah. just did? Yeah. Okay, you can say tip three. Tip number three, <laughs> I get to say it. Praise, and I like this one a lot. I think this is really important just to um, not focus always on the negative because we do got so much mm -hmm. as moms. When our kids are always around us, we're like, well, you didn't, da, 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 da. But instead, look, at, look for the good and give them try to give them more positive than negative attention. Yes. And so to me too, it's pointing out like when he writes well. Mm -hmm. So like, I totally like you signed this the other day and it was like, it was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So pointing out or, and maybe that like, who says you have to be a master at handwriting. So why not like Brandon, we've talked about his ability to read books. He's got some pretty awesome other strengths. So, yeah, so I don't like, worry too much. Right. And I, I know you're not. I'm just using no, his, him as an example because I like the kid. <laughs> I, I'm letting him date my daughter. <laughs> they haven't even got out. And I'm like, they should get married. Um, oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if Karen and I got to be related yeah, or something? <laughs> but it would be great. Then Family our, reunions then together. Then our grandkids for sure would all have to be homeschooled. <laughs> uh, at least that family. But uh, like pointing out when they're like, Brennan pointing out like, oh, you are so great at reading. That is so cool that you read these mm -hmm. books. Like, can you imagine if somebody did that to you, an area that is a weakness for you? And I was like, holy crap, get it together. Yeah. Like, Meg, you have sweatpants on. How Again. does that make you feel when that's all that's pointed out? Right? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. if your husband came home and was like, oh, my gosh. Do you ever clean anything? Yes. What's and you're like, lady? but I homeschooled all these children. Why is dinner and, disgusting? And they're all dead. And you know what I mean? And you're, like, grasping at straws here. And then yet we turn around and do it we to do. our kids. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think my husband would say that once to me. But he wouldn't say that. But, like, like I totally wouldn't like it. If he came home and was no. like, Meg, let me tell you what you did wrong today. No. And he so, wouldn't do that, though. He would not. <laughs> we have a good ambiotic relationship with that. Like, you don't tell me what to do, and I won't tell you what to do. Right. Is that the right word? I think symbiotic. What's ambiotic? I don't know. It sounds like ambient. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> All right. We're going to look that one a up. Cohesive relationship. Cohesive is good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this one. Tip number four look at the big picture um so i really care about the way my lawn looks and um when we were we got our first house when i was pregnant with my third kid so like had her we got our yard and we're so excited i kept having children so i'm always pregnant or had a baby on my back and i'm like just mow the lawn he was like i just don't care <sighs> and i'm like please please just mow the lawn for me and like one day he finally goes oh my gosh meg are we not going to make it to heaven because our lawn's a little bit unkept? I was like, <laughs> oh! like, I had made such a big deal out of this lawn being mowed. And so finally I'm like, why do I keep asking him? I'm the one who cares, right? But anyway, that's beside the point. So looking at the big picture, in 10 years, is it a problem that they think math is stupid or that they don't like something? In five years, in a year, in a month, 
tomorrow is it a problem if they say like this is dumb just to kind of be able to step back not really and you know what i think about like your kids hate a subject did you <laughs> right did you yeah struggle? that's another good one did you have any problems when you were growing up or still i was gonna I mean, say, we all do right yeah all the time and so so just because your kids have flaws or have dislikes oh my gosh. doesn't mean that they're failing. But what a perfect example, because you were saying you didn't like math. Mm -hmm. You wrote a math book I did. and in a form with art involved into it. Mm -hmm. Perfect exam example mm -hmm. of Karen not enjoying something and taking that and making it like, but here's a fun way. Here's a beautiful way to do it so you can learn to love it. And that's and what I did whole, in the process. But your whole website is that mm -hmm. of like, make it fun. Make this exciting. Make it creative. Well, and that's what I was talking to my husband about this the other day. He's like, why do you do your blog? What is it that you love about it? Uh -huh. And and what I the root of what I love about it is that I can share ideas to make learning fun because I want kids to love learning. Mm -hmm. I want my kids to love learning and I do it initially for them, but I want to help other people get that same love because I see the beauty in learning. And so I think anytime you can do that with anything for your kids, find a way to make it beautiful. It doesn't have to look the same as it does in a school or in a textbook or in a curriculum book or anything. Make it beautiful so that they find the beauty in it. And that was something else that my little Burton, who I was saying struggles with doing his math, he wants to be an engineer. Mm. And I was talking to him about it the other day, and he was like, why do I need to know this? Why this? There was something, I don't remember what. And I said, actually, you want to be an engineer, right? He's like, I do. I'm like, this is used in engineering. It was rays, lines and rays. Oh, okay. Um, he's like, it is? I'm like, yeah, it is. He's like, all right, then I really want to learn it. Oh, that's And it adorable. was so cool to me that that was his reaction. Like, often kids are like, eh, so? I'll <laughs> learn it later or yeah. whatever. But it made him instantly care. And I thought that was really cool. Okay, friends. So when your kid tells you this is stupid or you look at their work and they're writing numbers and letters backwards or, I mean, obviously severe dyslexia aside, but like repeatedly making little mistakes like that, stop and ask yourself, why is this a problem? And dig to the core of it mm -hmm. and try these tips of being able to step back and all these things and make homeschool much more enjoyable for the both of you. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a great week. Wait, and don't forget oh, to give us a five-star yes. review with an awesome... And um, Carrie Gee, or G, yes. however you say your name, find us. And send us a DM send us with a your message. address, and we will get you Karen's awesome book. Yes. Bye-bye. Okay. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Call to Homeschool. Be sure to subscribe and we'd love to hear your comments or questions. You can find all our show notes on calltohome.com.